versus the world's productions. Nerds on the Internet. What more could you ask for? www.vtwproductions.com Listen to The Emperor's Court, Sundays at 6 p.m. Eastern. Your three-hour break from Internet porn. www.vtwproductions.com Welcome back to Versus the World Radio's coverage of Phoenix Comic Con 2012. Alpha Geek Interviews. Joining us now is Danielle Corsetto. Hi. Creator and female artist extraordinaire of Girls with Slingshots. One of the most awesome names ever. Oh. Well, just think about it. People remember it. It's nice. It's yeah. Steady. Totally works. And just, I have uh, several friends who curse me for all the hours they have lost because I introduced them to the oh, strip and then they had to, go, had to go read all of the archives. <laughs> Yay. Because, well, it, it must be shared. Oh. Now, if those of you remember from listening to last year's coverage, we had a uh, highly post-produced interview with Danielle <laughs> where you could kind of make out with what she was saying, but her microphone had died about two minutes into the interview. So this is a <laughs> massive do-over from last year. If I break this microphone, we know it's me. I may have to kill you. <laughs> so if, if Girls with Slingshot suddenly goes off the air, it's because I smothered her with a, uh, <laughs> a plush toy. It's all his fault. It, it is indeed always my fault. <laughs> so, where... On the interwebs, can you be found? For Time for shameless plug. Uh, girlswithslingshots.com or gwscomic.com. Either one will get you there. Ah. And you are a part of the mighty uh, blind ferret family these days? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they take care of all the stuff that um, I don't want to do because I did it poorly. And, uh, <laughs> so all now the, you order all the hosting and ordering. And yeah, the hosting, the advertising. Uh, if you order something from me, it won't take two weeks and it won't be covered in cat hair. So those are pluses. <laughs> Yeah, that uh, kind of a dead giveaway that you're working out of your apartment yeah. at that point. <laughs> Dang it! All right, so as we were talking to Randy earlier, you are another of that rare breed of person who has managed to break out and make your art your your living. Yeah. As you are here at Phoenix Comic Con, plying your trade. <laughs> How did you manage to pull that off? And was it as painful as most of the artists I talked to make it out to be to get past? get over the hump and mm. have it come true? Uh, well, I started the comic as a way to, um, well, to keep my, my chops up because I was a photo major and I didn't really want to go into photography. That just happened. Um, and uh, as soon as I got out of college, I was like, okay, I, if I don't put strips online uh, and have people like, you know, kind of give me a deadline, I'll never keep doing this. I'll, you know, start just working my, my full-time job or whatever and that's it. So um, I put it up online, I think, twice a week and then three times a week. Um, and it was mostly as a way to advertise that I could draw, could write, and could do really basic, horrible HTML and a little bit of CSS back then. <laughs> and um, so that was like an all-in-one way of getting all of that you know, out in a cheap way. It's a resume. Yeah, essentially it was online uh, resume, so a portfolio. So I um, put that out. You know, eventually I wanted to become a full-time one of those things. So I was like, eh, put them all together, see what happens. Um, the readership just kept growing and growing and growing, just word of mouth. I never advertised uh, anything. Um, so I guess I guess people liked it. Uh, we kind of do. <laughs> so by 2007, um, I just kind of added up how much I needed to live off of per month and said, okay, guys, if you can uh, donate this much per month, I will start doing this full time. All right, we get to edit this out and post as well. Do, 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 do. It is the voice of God. <laughs> so you did the, if you can 
donate to this level, I can do this full time. Yeah, and actually, I um, I I quit my full time job uh, right after I stopped the started the comic in the first place uh, because I wanted to do art full time. So I was at least doing illustration full time. Okay. But I wanted to stop taking caricature jobs and all these other jobs that I was doing. I love doing caricatures, but it's a bit of work. Um, and I've gotten death threats and stuff. So like you know, <laughs> it's you're dangerous. not kidding, are you? I'm not you? joking at all. It's the only death threat I've ever received for making them look unflattering. Do you want the story? Sure. All right. Um, I, 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 was, I have to have this one. <laughs> uh, bar mitzvahs. I actually, um, you know, wanted my agency to not put me up with bar mitzvahs anymore because those kids are hellions. But uh, I had a line. Um, it was very traditional bar mitzvah. This one, they had like a 20 minute uh, thing in the middle that I wasn't expecting where everybody had to stop what they were doing. I couldn't draw characters. So I had this line of kids who've been waiting for 20 minutes and I was about to leave. And I'm like, okay, crap, I can, I need to count like five people. That's all I'm going to be able to draw. So uh, I tell the kids, they're really good natured about it. They all leave except this one little girl, maybe five years old. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm like, okay, well, it's an uh, Iranian family, actually. So like a lot of the kids couldn't speak English anyway. Gotcha. So maybe I'm you just like, didn't yeah, understand. Yeah, maybe she didn't understand. I said it a few times and she just stayed there. So uh, I was like, all right, um, well, I'll just, she'll get the hint eventually. I drew the next kid. Uh, this older man comes up, talks to her really quickly in a different language, comes up to me and he's like, so uh, you're not going to draw my daughter? And I'm like, well, no, I had to send off like, you know, five other kids in front of her. I have to leave. I should have left by now. Actually, I'm just working overtime now. And he's like, uh, so you're going to draw this kid and then that's it, right? And I was like, yeah, this is the last kid I'm drawing. And he's like, okay, uh, how about uh, I give you $50 to draw my daughter? I was like, no, like this happens once a year. Right. I'm like, no, I don't do that. He raises it up to like, you know, 150 and I'm finally like, dude, look, I just don't do that. It's not fair for the kids who I just send away and he looks at me and he looks at the kid and he's like this is the last one you're gonna draw I'm like yes and he's like if you draw another one I'll kill you and I was like yeah if I draw another kid I'll kill myself and he goes no I will, I will kill, kill you, you. <laughs> it's like what slightly okay. different cultural <laughs> background there yeah so anyway that's a tangent yeah but it also kind of explains why you would be very interested <laughs> in working from home with the doors locked yeah no kidding yeah. <laughs> so it did work out. 2007, uh, I got the donations. Uh, donations petered out after a while, and then I was just like, ah, I could just do what the uh, you know big guys do and actually make this my business and mm-hmm. start doing books and everything. So I put up my first book, and it uh, did really well, and other merchandise. Oh, yeah, those offline editions that we've heard so much about. Offline? <laughs> oh, this wall of books that the, I have. The wall me. of dead tree editions, <laughs> yes. I'm up to, uh, it'll be seven books at the end of this year. That has to be a point of some pride for you to be able to say, I have a mountain of books. I'm up to book seven <laughs> of my compilations. It's pretty good. I like seeing them. It is. I would I would one day want to do something like that as far as, hey, look what I made and yeah. the world can have. Yeah. So good on you. Thanks. Um, what was the most unexpected side effect of transitioning to this kind of work? Where suddenly um, you're working out of your home on your own schedule. Uh Honestly, it um, it has become work. I'm trying to find a way around this actually because uh, it it really has become work for me now, and it is actually very difficult, especially for the writing portion of it. Okay. Um, and I don't know why. Like, I'll just go a day without writing something. I'll just like, oh my god, why can I not come up with anything? Writer's block. Yeah. Well, I think it's I'm just pressuring thing. myself too much. Honestly, it's you know, it's got to be perfect. And I'm like, no, it doesn't have to be perfect every time. Just have fun with it. Yeah. It is, I mean, it is a fun comic <laughs> it is not you know this is not serious non-fiction <laughs> storytelling of, of grim things I'm not good at that shit <laughs> oh, well, who, would, who would read that nobody <laughs> no we want to hear about booze and boobs there we go that's and what I, I uh, specialize that in covered well yes. <laughs> the reason why I chose those words but anyway uh, so the you're encountering the, the, the often dreaded writer's block yeah quite a bit there's let's say hit the, hit the google 
and there are there are lots of good uh, methods out there for breaking the block. Yeah. Uh, I should go over and look. Have you read any of the, uh, John Scalzi's blog? No. He does a lot of really nice, uh, very honest um, stuff for people who do novel writing. And he's got uh, some interesting techniques in there for hmm. breaking the block. Nice. But yeah, the cuckoo. <laughs> um, have you ever, as, as Randy was saying earlier, anyone show up on your doorstep ever unexpectedly or unannounced? Uh, <laughs> no. Thank um, God. I had one guy who like quasi-stalked me on a date in New York City, but that's pretty much it. I think like you got followed the followed that. you when you were dating someone. Like I, I vaguely I'm said where I was going uh, online uh, uh-huh. because I was going to so go see um, Stephen Colbert and I was really excited about awesome. it. And uh, he asked what date, and I was like, "Oh, I'm going to change the week that I'm going." <laughs> 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 and uh, he must have figured out like he he knew when I was going to be in New York. I just didn't tell him when. Right. Which gonna. which showing? Well, he must have camped out every day because he was there when I got there. That ain't Three right. Three days after I'd re- I'd gotten to New York, so yeah, that was a little uncomfortable. <laughs> I bet. I'm sorry. It's okay. On, on behalf of humanity. <laughs> now, as a tangent, how was the Colbert experience? Oh, oh, unbelievable. Uh, this this is a guy who, um, uh, the guy that I went on the date with is someone I'm dating now. Still, uh, it's been like three years now. Awesome. And, um, <laughs> he did not need to like impress me at all. Like I was already impressed by him. But he's like, oh, my his cousin works for the Onion, and they have ins with the people who write at the Colbert Report. Okay. So you anybody can get in um, to watch, right. but you have to be in line for hours, right. I guess. So we got in without having to wait in line. We got in Score. front row, VIP. Um, both of us got to ask him a question in the beginning. Awesome. Yeah, and uh, he was just so nice and so cool, just as you would expect. So it, it is as cool as you would, would yeah. expect it to be from and watching the show. And he's out of character uh, in the beginning. When he, when See, he only, I've out. rarely seen him out of character. I've seen a couple of interviews with him out of character. Oh, yeah? And it's kind of mind-bendingly, you're not the person I'm used to. Yeah, dude's smart. That voice coming out of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just because he hams up the, the character so intensely, he he becomes yeah. It oh, so thoroughly. Yeah. Yeah, that's a big fan. I, I hope to get my butt to New York at some point and, and do that now even more Highly so. Than I, and I've finally it. talked to someone who's actually done and said, no, it's just as cool as you think. Mm-hmm. Get over there. Excellent. <laughs> All right, so time for me to get my Lipton on. Yeah. Now, you, you got to cheat a little bit. You were listening in while uh, true. I was hitting Randy. But I'm a really slow thinker, so I needed that. <laughs> Fine, I'll give that to you. <laughs> Ah, so we'd hit you with the uh, slightly modified and stolen uh, entirely from inside the actor's studio mm-hmm. nerd questionnaire. Danielle, what is your favorite word? Um, paper, I think. I like that word, paper. That works. Mm-hmm. There is symmetry. What is your least favorite word? Rural. Why on earth would anybody put those two, mm. like an R, a U, and an R? That's ridiculous. I hadn't thought about that before. Rural yet. is one of those annoying rural. words. And coming from a rural community. Uh, <coughs> yeah. I hate using that word. No, I grew up in what would be referred to as a rural. What turns you on? Gets you excited creatively, spiritually, whatever. I go creatively, right? <laughs> Choose whichever you like. Because I can go in many directions for that. Um, well, the original form of that question from the guy who created it was actually, what's your favorite drug? Huh. But he meant in, in a just yeah. what gets in your system, be it chemical or whatever. And we've kind of modified that to no. What, <laughs> what, what gets your juices flowing? Woodchuck raspberry cider, I would say. But um, Ooh. oh, it's the best. I like the Granny Smith. I'm not big on that one, but everybody's got their own taste, you mm-hmm. know. Everybody's I'm, got their favorite. I brew my own, so. Oh, oh yeah. fancy. Homebrew, baby. <laughs> Go get a nice cider press, ferment it up. Nice. Never lasts long enough. Uh. Moving on. Your what gets your creative juices flowing? Um. 
Hmm, hmm, hmm. Actually, yeah, the same answer. <laughs> Honestly, it's it's really embarrassing, but I work, I think, too much. And um, I feel like uh, the drink, people tease me about the drinking thing. I actually don't drink much. I drink often. Um, I drink when I start to work because I am constantly so serious about everything that's on my plate and everything being like, you know, guilty myself about things need that I need to just like, loosening. yeah, I just need to get off and, you know, get away from everything for a little bit. Usually when I read. Uh, the, when the, I the dramatic exaggeration of it in the comic is fun, though. <laughs> yeah, I put everything else into, into poor Hazel, so. <laughs> <laughs> is it ten? Oh, okay. Last questions. Yep, let's, let's <laughs> breeze through them. What turns you off? Um, anything entirely too serious, because that is BS. And, uh, well, yeah, actually, that's, that's the perfect... Sorry, I was distracted by Stone. Uh -huh. um, Messing uh, with your head. <laughs> any story that does not have any comedy in it, because that does not make any sense to me. I see comedy in pretty much everything. Life has comedy in Which it. Which makes me a very offensive individual. <laughs> awesome. Uh, what do we have here? Skipping, 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 skipping. We'll go to the fun one. What's your favorite curse word? Oh, um... Fuck nuts. I think that's actually what you said last year. Yeah. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, it's, it's, it's consistent. That's good. So that's right up there with Fracka Banjo. So Fracka oh, Banjo wow. and Fuck Nuts. <laughs> awesome. I'm going to write that one down. Uh, what is your nerdiest thing you've ever done and been ashamed of? Oh, man. Um, yeah, so I was trying to think of an answer for that one. I'm not terribly nerdy, which I'm almost ashamed of that. Um, I would contest that I would really have to no I'm not I'm not it's uh, almost it's almost sad like I dated all the guys who did D&D &D and I didn't mm -hmm. actually get in with any of them so I, I'll skip that and go for the better one some other time okay yeah and if heaven exists what do you expect God to say when you arrive at the pearly gates oh God to say to me yes. um, good morning Phoenix Comic Con woohoo <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> uh, I don't know fooled you something <laughs> like that <laughs> that would, he would have to say, like, yeah, you certainly weren't leaving any clues. <laughs> All right, Daniel, thank you for taking time out of your day to be with us on this episode of Alpha Geek Interviews. You're welcome. You are listening to Versus the World Radio, coverage of Phoenix Comic Con 2012, and we are out of here. <laughs>